Howdy, everybody. Wow, that was super white of me. Howdy. Yeah. Howdy, folks. How's it going? Welcome to the show. It's Chase and Miles, and we are at the Lucky Duck. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Today we have the pleasure of speaking with the fabulous Paula Herrera. And I know before we talked about the pronunciation of your last name, can you please say it in the least white way? Herrera. There you go. Ooh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was great. Wow. <laughs> um, how are you? How's it I'm going? Good. I'm good. Yeah, it's been a minute since we last saw each other. Yeah, that's quarantine for you. Yeah, COVID has really made um, having friends a lot more work than it used to be. Because <laughs> it's like nobody, everybody now just, first of all, if you were like an introvert that loves staying inside, not a big deal for you. Yeah, I've been mostly fine. Yeah. But whenever I do go out and have to talk to people, like strangers specifically, I'm like, hi yeah yeah it's socially this awkward is what now. i need <laughs> yeah it's so weird yeah i haven't done this in mm-hmm. so long yeah this feels I, so I get bright. that way because you worked from home before right yeah. yeah yeah i work from home as well and yeah. so like a week will go by and i'll go outside and i'm like this so this is what it's like yeah but even working from home i was always on the phone talking to somebody yeah and um since co- you know covid started i've been furloughed so i'm like I've got nobody to talk to. Aww. I'm just home alone. <laughs> Your cats. This <laughs> With is my fun. cats. Yeah. And Jonathan. But yeah. So how far into the pandemic did you la- did your job last until you had to be furloughed? Um, end of April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. trying to hold out a little bit and then it was like, yeah, this is, this yeah. shit's real. Well, <laughs> so in my business, so we only make money if our clients have their events all the events got canceled. Yeah, so tell and everybody so what, was, what you officially do. I am a certified meeting professional. Oh, snap. Yeah. I <laughs> so what exactly, what does that mean? So I help companies plan their trade shows, conferences, incentive sales trips, internationally, domestically, all of that. I knew there was someone yeah. who did that. Yeah, I was like, me. it happens, <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. that's, that's me. That's what I do. Um, can't do that right now yeah so it's kind of just been like well we'll see what happens did you think like how how early on did you think you would get furloughed before it happened um it kind of went pretty quickly yeah. um as soon as all the restrictions started happening all the travel restrictions happening mm. that's when our clients started calling us to cancel yeah mm, and that then sucks. they all kind of canceled within the same week and then I think by the end of the week was where like all travel had stopped pretty much yeah. except for like essential travel. So when Trump mm-hmm. was like getting on the news <laughs> and he was like, we're banning flights from Europe and China. That was like, mm-hmm. Oh shit. This mm-hmm. is shit's happening. I remember that moment. I was sitting down here playing PlayStation with this guy <laughs> and he's like, Hey, I think Trump's coming on to yeah. talk, and then we're when we I lost him. and we're just watching it on our phones, and he's saying it, and we're like, "Holy fuck! This that this is unbelievable! Like yeah. this is this hasn't happened since World War Two. Yeah, like, and um, it was the first real indication that shit was about to hit the fan. Yeah, and my boss is actually supposed to be on a flight to France when that announcement got made but luckily she had canceled like two days before yeah or else she would have gotten stuck there and been like how do I get home I I knew people who were mid-flight over the Atlantic going to Ireland when the when the announcement was made and we were freaking out we're like are they gonna be able to come home like what's (laughs) and she's like yeah you're allowed to fly back home if you're a United United States citizen but well that was like in April was it when they um, announced that? March, I think. March. Yeah. Because I know I was, yeah, that's right. Because I was also supposed to go to Spain the last week of March. And mm-hmm. I got actually was able to get a refund. Yeah, it was March because it, it was mid-March. Because I remember yeah. we had, um, Chase, we had actually had dinner the night before. Oh, Denver announced yep. everything was going to be closed. Sushi Den, yeah. right? Yeah. Until further notice. It was, oh, it wow. was this eerie, w- weird feeling. Like, we were there, yeah. and it was like, I feel like this... It, everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about it. And also, yeah. it, it, it was kind of refreshing, because w- it was the first time I had gone out to eat in a couple of weeks, and I was like, this is a good sign. People are still going out. People are still having dinner. Uh, maybe this isn't going to be as bad mm-hmm. as it was. And, and then, then literally the, like the, the next day, yeah, the they next were like, day. nope, everything's closed yeah. until we figure out what's going on. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Boston, they were like, don't go outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't even look at anybody. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. even don't even in talk to me. New York, they were like, okay, everyone should be in the hospital right now. Yeah. God, if you were a hypochondriac oh my before, God. you must be going absolutely yeah. insane. How many times did you guys wake up in the morning and you were like, I think I have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I actually yeah. got really sick in like the beginning of March. Yeah. And I thought it was just a really, really bad cold. But looking back, I'm like, oh no, what if it was COVID? Yeah. Who could I got? Yeah. You know, who could have gotten sick? Have you ever been tested? No. Uh, so have you ever been, been tested? No, not tested <clears throat> for antibodies or. or no, because when when I did virus. get sick, and it was still you know pretty close to that time that I had been sick. The tests were only available to people who had symptoms currently yeah. and mm-hmm. had been in contact with like a positive case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and was, since then, I've just been home and haven't really been interacting with anybody. So I haven't gotten tested. Yeah. It was like yeah. a big thing kind of everywhere. Like my mm-hmm. coworker who lived near Tampa, like Bradenton area, um, where they had, that was like in Florida, that was like one of the mm-hmm. outbreak areas. Yeah, yeah. And he and his two daughters got really, really sick. Um, who knows what it actually was, but he literally couldn't like get tested. Like he, yeah. he tried and yeah, because yeah. he didn't know if he was around anyone who had it, uh, who, who had a positive test, they wouldn't test him. So yeah. it was like, mm, oh, well. And then he just kept his yeah. kids away from his family. Yeah, our, yeah, our brother got covid got tested and turns out it was covid but the way it happened was so strange and he got really sick he lives in florida but like (laughs) i say that like and it's like oh yeah that makes sense (laughs) um but like he got tested they they called him and were like you don't have covid he's like Mm -hmm. okay that's weird because his doctor was saying like if you are sick right now, it's most likely COVID because there's literally nothing yeah. else going on. Yeah. That was all, and yet the all, all like most common symptoms, yeah, and like nothing that was out of the ordinary, yeah. And so he, um, when you get tested, uh, you put in your email and stuff, and then they will email you the results. And when he opened up his email, it was like positive, and he was like, "What, what? the fuck?" Yeah, like he's yeah. like, so "Did they mess up?" Or? Yeah, they somebody messed up. Oh, no. Yeah, and so. I think that That's is why Florida so that bad. is an analogy <laughs> for what is happening. Like, there's so much uh, misinformation. Yeah. Like, we found out that President Trump downplayed. Yeah. He knew how dangerous this thing was, and he still made us feel like it wasn't a big deal. It was gonna yeah. go it is away. What it is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then we find out that the CDC was saying that you that masks don't matter, and of course they fucking matter, they matter. and you should be wearing a mask it if you're outside. Didn't make sense to begin with. I was like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a scientist, so I was like, well, but whatever. even people in Asia have for you know ever yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. They just wear masks out of courtesy because they know it works. Right. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty staggering. Well, this is America, so like, yeah. we know, know better. Yeah. <laughs> it's freedom. Okay. I ain't gonna wear masks. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's so so much so much confusion. So much misinformation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be annoying and also fascinating. Like years from now, seeing all the documentaries and discoveries yeah. and, and afterwards that come out talking about where we fucked up, what we should have done, like Monday morning quarterbacking almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also going to be annoying because like nobody I'm, I'm sick of fucking and I'm here I am talking about COVID, but like it's such a debilitating thing that has wrecked our country. I just want to move on and I talk know. about something else and, and get get this thing behind our backs. Yeah. But it's foolish. We need to learn from our mistakes. We need to become better. And the hard part is we're not really going to know the true numbers mm-hmm. until after we're out of this. Because yeah. right now it's all in, you know, And we may never even know. We may, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we may not know. Like we're never going to know how many people actually that, died in China. That's mm-hmm. that, sh- that shit's out the window. Like we, no fucking mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Even looking like in Italy, their death rate is so much higher than like most of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And maybe that could be because that was kind of the start of it and their doctors didn't know how to treat it yet, but it also could just be, they couldn't test people fast enough. And mm-hmm. so like, we won't ever know how many people mm-hmm. had it there, which yeah. like maybe yeah. it, it probably is helpful for some statistics and research and stuff. But in the end, it's like, what's more important is that we get rid of it and people. Don't yeah. Die, so I yeah. wish that it was so simple because there was a lot of like what I think what sprout a lot of pandemonia or um, panic um, that's the same thing. Um, was it was like 
oh, you can get it and not show symptoms, and then you can give it to other people, and, and certain people die because we have no idea why. Mm-hmm. Oh, we think it may be because of obesity. We may think it's because you have an underlying heart disease. But healthy people are dying too, and everybody's like, it's we have no idea. Like it's it, mm-hmm. an invisible enemy that um, is kind of random, and and who it picks to, to victimize the worst. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I'm hoping that some 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 course down the line that they can be like, oh, we've identified a gene that like exp- when it's expressed, you will most likely die from COVID or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, some kind of underlining um, reasoning to all the madness that we've experienced in the last six coming on seven months. But um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good thing now too, like I just saw uh, a bit ago uh, something to pop up on my phone saying that, um, doctors are getting a lot more practice now. And so, um, like that is not, not, not only because like more young people are getting it now, but the death rate is going down also because the treatment's getting better, Yeah, which I know they said was like important in the beginning too. And, uh, it's weird to like look back at how extreme things were to begin with. And then how, I, what I would say, like relax we are with this, like, having way more cases now like i remember when there was like two cases in the u.s and we were like oh my god (laughs) shut it all down (laughs) and then there was like 10 and then 20 you know and it it grew exponentially from there now there's way more than that and we have i think we're a lot more relaxed than we were to begin with but i think it's because we know a lot more yeah and we've just been going through it for such a longer time now that it's Mm. The new norm, as right. I like to say, which and people are wearing masks now. So, mm-hmm. that's so what's really the new norm for you? What's next for your job search? Uh, tech. Tech. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, in my job search, uh, there's nothing in meetings or events because you can't have meetings or <laughs> events right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have seen a lot of tech companies continuously looking for new people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it would be cool to maybe go into um like tech but specifically for meeting industries mm-hmm. um there's a lot of out there and even companies that i've used in the past i think that'd be a cool way to kind of stay within my industry in a way but in a different you know capacity and what a great city to live in mm-hmm. too for that because tech is rapidly it has been in the last yeah. uh, few years moving to denver mm-hmm. um, as real estate and other things happening in, in you know silicon valley um it's uh i heard that uh pinterest is like getting out of their lease their mm-hmm. offices in in san francisco i think it was like 80 million dollar like lease buyout wow yeah i'm sure it's a multi-year and lease Twitter. but twitter's wow. letting their Twitter. employees work from home yeah for forever ever yeah. yeah yep it's crazy yeah. i think facebook said they were going to do that to a, a certain capacity as mm-hmm. well um but it makes sense though it's yeah it's as probably somebody, a little yeah. like early for twitter to have said that i think yeah. i don't know if i would do that <laughs> if i was running twitter yeah which is because like i have coworkers who actually um like can work from home but mm-hmm. go into the office and they tell like that's their explanation is i can't work at home i'm, I'm an yeah, yeah. i'm an office worker and yeah, i there's completely synergy. understand that yeah yeah there's synergy um, in working in an office with other yeah. people you know being able to walk down the hall to the next office and be like, Hey, I need to do this and that. What do you mm-hmm. think about the bouncing off ideas? There's a com- competitive thing that happens in the office that drives people to work harder or be more productive or, you know, all these things that make the company yeah. more money. I, mean, I worked from home for six, six, almost seven years. Nice. And so at the beginning of the pandemic, when all these people were having to work from home for the first time, they were asking me like, how do you do this? Yeah. What do I need to do? And I, I was like, okay, here's what I do. This might help you. Yeah. Welcome it is, to the jungle. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not easy. It was really hard the first couple of years. I was doing it too because it's so easy to get distracted. Yeah, Once you is. get the hang of it, but yeah. it is not yeah. It also better. gets a little bit lonely mm-hmm. from time to time. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you deal with it just like yeah. anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah I, I felt the same way at the start of it. It's like nothing changed for me. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be home. <laughs> um, I was lucky. Like, it, it didn't affect my job that much. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was like Sarah was an optometrist, so uh, she, like she couldn't work. That's a, um, yeah. So she was just home all the time, and I was like, oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked her being home. A lot, <laughs> a lot of people say they don't like their spouse being home, but I, I liked fun. having Jonathan liked home. Her. Yeah. Yeah, it's Good nice. Time. It's nice to have the company mm-hmm. and not just be me and my cats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 
Oh, excuse me. We heard that you were born in Venezuela. I was. Nice. And what one age? Of, <laughs> hmm? What or what, what yeah, what age did you leave? I moved here when I was 6 to nice. Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's safe to say you have dual citizenship. I do, although nice. uh, the Venezuelan citizenship is a little weird because my passport from Venezuela has expired. Mm-hmm. I never renewed it. Um and now that I am over 18, I don't have um like the official like government ID mm. um, and the only way to get it is to go back to Venezuela and get it yeah so I don't really have proof of my Venezuelan citizenship <laughs> you weren't like, my born birth- there. yeah just my birth certificate I do we'll have that. Oh, okay you were born there yeah. you just weren't a citizen <laughs> I do have my birth certificate but I I really I have no um, you know stake in the country anymore yeah, yeah is it is it uh, unsafe to go back as mm-hmm. a as someone like, like, would it be worse for you or me to go there? Like, one of like, would um, it be worse for you to go there than for me? Because I was born here. It depends. So, since you were born here, you could go there. If anything happened, the U.S. government could get you out. You mm-hmm. know, you'd go to the embassy and they would pull you out or yeah. do whatever they could. Since I was born there, the Venezuelan law supersedes the American law. So, if they say you can't leave the country, the U.S. can't do anything, even though I'm a U.S. citizen. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a little worse. So, you know, I moved here when I was six, and in the summers, uh, my brother, me, my cousins, we would go back and spend the summers with my grandparents, and um, that was fine up to a point when it did get too dangerous to travel. Um, and so my grandparents would come here, and at a certain point, it was like you cannot go back to Venezuela until you're 18, because if you're a child, they might not let you leave the country. Uh, because they think you belong to the country. Um, well, also, a, there was a mass, I heard there was a mass exodus yeah, to yeah, yeah. leave the country. Mm-hmm. And so they were afraid that there wouldn't be anybody left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, we moved in 1999 to the U.S. And that was kind of like at the beginnings, it was right after Chavez had gotten elected. Um, so it wasn't very difficult for us to move here legally, mm-hmm. get a residency and everything. Um, and go, it, did still take, I, so I moved here in 1999. I did not get my U.S. citizenship until 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. So it took over 10 years to do that um, just because the process is really difficult. Damn. Um, so literally from start to finish, it was mm-hmm. 10 years. Yeah, over wow. 10 years, yeah. Um, but moving here wasn't a problem. Once everybody did start coming in like the massive, massive waves, mm-hmm. it did get a little, a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to have a specific reason, like, mm-hmm. you know, you were getting threatened by somebody or the government and needed political asylum. Um, and so it, it did get a lot harder. Who, um, who was it? Was it Chavez that put that into place of making it harder to leave Venezuela? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I think it was yeah. more of also within the U.S., um, just like the immigration laws, who could come yeah. into the country Kinda legally. Like the Cuba's relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Chavez, good or bad? Bad. Bad. Very bad. Okay. Very, very bad. And, and the revolution, <laughs> bad. Very bad. What? Uh, like, so who was the president before that? Do you know? No, Maybe? no. I was. And so really why, bad. why do you have a bad uh, impression of it? Well, just everything. Uh, so the country. We used to be very wealthy, very mm-hmm. prosperous. Because of oil, very, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. oil, a lot of oil. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of poverty. Um, Venezuela has one of the largest, um, I think they call them like shanty towns, slum towns. Pitare, mm-hmm. um, it's huge. You can put, look up pictures and it's it looks crazy. What is it called? Pitare. Pitare. Yeah, look up Caracas. Oh, uh, yeah. Pitare. It looks crazy. Um, and um, you so you do you did have a lot of poverty and uh, Chavez, the way I don't really know the all the details. I was so young when it happened, mm-hmm. um, and it's just from what I've heard since then. Just he appealed to them, promising them all these things, mm-hmm. um, which the rhetoric sounds great. People should not have to live in poverty, especially in a country that's so prosperous and has such great things. Um, however, that did not happen. The middle class got really, really hurt, mm-hmm. um, and just yeah that's why everybody left it it, it got really yeah. dangerous crime went up mm-hmm. um 
It was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah this so is, mm-hmm. this is crazy. Right? It's like, uh, like this, right? Yeah. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's like shacks on top of shacks mm-hmm. on top of shacks. It yeah. looks almost like a fractal image mm-hmm. where it just goes on forever. Yeah, and I they're mean, all yeah. built with like cardboard, uh, like um, mm-hmm. metal sheeting, mm-hmm. um, okay. things like that. Yeah. yeah. I heard um, that, uh, so there was, the, yeah, there was a big divide in class, and I heard it a lot of uh, Venezuela was very rich and swanky like a lot mm-hmm. of like you know you could get there's like plastic surgery everywhere and like, oh yeah yeah oh yeah venezuelans uh-huh. have the best <laughs> fake boobs because of this like it, it's it's not uncommon so like in latin culture instead That's of like funny. your sweet 16 uh-huh. you celebrate like your 15th year the quinceanera and like it's not uncommon for a 15 year old girl as her like 15 year old like birthday present to get like new boobs really yeah what <laughs> nice. yeah that's yeah. interesting. Um, a lot of Happy great birthday to me. Fake boobs. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. yeah. That was, that's strangely one thing I heard. It was like when I was uh, doing a little bit of reading on it, it was like uh, things were really good. Um, and even like shortly after, because uh, uh, Chavez uh, staged a coup, mm-hmm. uh, didn't, didn't make it. Um, and then like you're saying, uh, was appealing to the is a populist uh candidate mm-hmm. right so and he that, was, that's how he got yeah elected. and then didn't necessarily make any of those changes and the same economic um structure was kind of carried out through the first like half decade of his um presidency um which is which it's so strange because when he did get elected and assumed power um many including i think the u.s um praised the democratic takeover um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 of what he stood for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, I mean, if, if you, if you, I've like seen clips of him like talking from like really early on mm-hmm. um, and like the rhetoric sounds great. It's just the practice and a lot of that has to do not just with like the democratic socialist um, mm-hmm. kind of ideal he was preaching, but just the deep, deep, deep corruption yeah. in the country. A lot of like mm-hmm. mishandling of funds, a lot of really shady deals going on. Um, mm-hmm. They like, it's kind of well known that they just allow uh, the drug traffickers to just do whatever they want. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I heard mm-hmm. that was one of the things and it, and it's so weird because so let me circle back. One of the things he stood for was anti-corruption. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. said that the current establishment <laughs> yeah. is corrupt we need to, can I say, drain the swamp? So <laughs> my mom, who was obviously in Venezuela when all of this happened, um, has said that a lot of the way Trump talks about government, a lot of the ways he campaigns reminds her a lot of how Chavez yeah. campaigned. Yeah, yeah, because Trump mm-hmm. did the same thing, right? He went to all these blue-collar mm-hmm. states and, and preached as a populist candidate and mm-hmm. said, I'm going to work for you, the middle class, to bring the middle class back up to power, and I'm going to, um, I'm going to pretty much take out corruption in Washington. And we saw just the same yeah. fucking regime happen for another four years. Yeah. Um, I also heard uh, that Hitler was that way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> crazy analogy or comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and- Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Um, so, so Chavez gets into power, and kind of just keeps doing the same thing. Um, and then something crazy happens, and he starts actually doing some of these like socialistic um, things. Like he starts nationalizing businesses, right? He starts mm-hmm. taking over steel, cement, mm-hmm. and a lot of these private businesses. I mean, even the cell tower, which was uh, operated by Verizon, he they booted Verizon out and made it a, a nationalist state-run um, uh, cell service. Even the oil industry, mm-hmm. uh, the oil company. Um, and I think that's ultimately what not um, collapsed the, uh, the economy, but started the collapse, which was... Yep. Um, nationalizing the oil company, firing almost 80% of the staff. So now you have like kicked out a majority of your talent, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then now it's being run by subpar talent and by corruption. And oil at the same time, oil, oil prices are crashing. And so by 
privatizing, not privatizing, by by making all these businesses a state-run um, uh, uh, business, they are now almost poorly managing all of these businesses into the ground and now fully relying on one export as your main like commodity, which is oil, and it crashes. Yeah. And and now you're kind of the whole country is kind of fucked, right? Is yep. that a good yeah. explanation yeah, of how things? <laughs> would, would so would you say that the uh, like oil is kind of the root of of the evil here with Venezuela? Like <laughs> oil is the root of the evil everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, right? <laughs> but in, in Venezuela, if they had never found the oil deposits, like back in nineteen whatever it was, do you think they would be better off now if they just never had that? I don't know because the oil is what allowed the country to prosper in the first place. Right. But, but there's it, other so countries mm-hmm. in South America that I don't know if I'd say they're prospering, but right, like right, right. they don't have a thousand percent inflation each year. You know what I mean? It's, I yeah, think yeah. it's the corruption. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that mm-hmm. the corruption has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Because there was a certain point when oil actually came back up to about a hundred dollars a barrel. Um, and things should have, gone back to not normal where it used to be but it should have somewhat normalized but it wasn't and they weren't seeing the same revenue Mm -hmm. and so the popular opinion is that they were embezzling not embezzling they were laundering money like they caught people in the united states venezuelan um state people with hundred hundreds of millions of dollars in bank accounts here going, where did you get all this money from? It should be in, in Venezuela. Oh, but, nice. you know where a bunch of rich Venezuelans who are tied to the government live? In Miami, Ooh. Fort Lauderdale. Nice. I used yeah. to live there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I that's where I grew up in South Florida. Mm. A lot of Venezuelans in South Florida. Yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of them were people who left like my family did. A lot of them are rich Venezuelans tied to the government, uh-huh. but they're not living in Venezuela yeah. because it's dangerous and yeah. it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so all the money that should have yeah. been been uh, funneling back into mm-hmm. the government to fund these socialistic um, uh, programs is, is now being funneled outside of the country to um, corrupt politicians and leaving everybody to pretty much starve. Like I heard, and I'm sure you have a bunch of stories about this, but like if you wanted to get health care, you had to bring like all you had to bring like gloves, all the PPE stuff to the hospital in order to receive treatment because they just don't have those supplies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't looked at what that's been like with the pandemic, um, just because it's <laughs> frankly too depressing, and I don't want to. Yeah. Um, there's too much other depressing, <laughs> depressing things happening, but um, uh, it's it's pretty bad. They they don't have a lot of resources. I've seen pictures of the nurseries at hospitals with babies in cardboard boxes mm-hmm. because that's all they have. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. It's, yeah. it's really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, like <clears throat> some of these socialistic things sound nice on paper, mm-hmm. um, but if they don't operate in smaller communities and with non-corrupt governments, they just don't work. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, um, fixed pricing on certain things like farm, uh, mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals and like food. That's what Venezuela did. Mm-hmm. They set the price of like, let's just say an apple. Mm-hmm. Well, now if you can find an apple, if you can find an apple, exactly. So that's the point is, is um, either they're importing it or making themselves and there was no competition because you could only sell it at a certain price. Mm -hmm. So there was less, less surplus in the market, less apples to go around. And then what happened is they, um, because of that, it created a black market for apples. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted an apple you probably can't get it from the government because there's not not, not a lot to go around. So the mm-hmm. only way to get a, an apple now is to pay double or triple the price down in, the street. In, in U.S. A, dollars. In U.S. dollars yep. in the mm-hmm. back alley of some shady yep. guy's house. And and it created this just crazy divide in, in, in um, mm-hmm. the, the market versus black market. Yeah, because right. when, when you go into the grocery store, it was at a certain point. I don't know if it's still like this right now, but um, a couple years ago it was where you could only go to the grocery store on the date that correspond like day of the week that corresponded with the 
last four digits or whatever of your government ID number. Wow. So you could only go grocery shopping once a week Mm -hmm. and you would go and it's whatever you could find. Mm -hmm. All they might have is like cooking oil and rice. So you buy cooking oil and rice. And because people are like, well, I don't know where I'm going to see rice again. I don't know when I'm going to see oil again. I'm going to buy as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And so that led to a lot of hoarding because people had no other choice. If things are so like just out of stock Mm -hmm. or so expensive, how, so like how do people actually live right now? Uh, the way my family was living, like my grandparents, um, they were elderly. We didn't want them having to travel to go to the grocery store by themselves. We would send them food. Yeah. Okay. So it's Boxes a lot of, of people yeah. like sending their family money from uh, from yeah. other countries. Yeah. And luckily they did live in a relatively like safe neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and they set up like their own little kind of like grocery store that was a little safer. Oh, and they that's had cool. A, yeah. But it, they were very lucky because um, a lot of people, it was just whatever you can find at the store. And if you leave the grocery store and somebody robs you and steals all your food, you can't buy more food yeah. until the week after. When you, when you say, um, like, using U.S. dollars, mm-hmm. is that because uh, the inflation of, mm-hmm. yeah? So, like, the black market wants U.S. dollars, not... Because they can actually buy stuff with U.S. dollars. Okay. Yeah. So, again, another couple okay. of years ago, uh, I had relatives in Venezuela. Uh, I think it was, like, three or four dudes broke into their homes, tied everybody up, Oh my beat God. up like a relative your, your, your relatives yeah my relatives oh wow yeah tied them up uh, robbed them at knife point uh, and they had like, pipes and stuff stole le- left the computers left the TVs stole all the food and all their US dollars wow because that's what's worth the that's most that's what's worth that's what they wanted was food isn't that crazy and money that they could actually use yeah so I looked yeah. this up and I'm sure these figures changed based on who is reporting them. Like if it's the government, the official government or um, some outside sources. But in 2018, the inflation rate that year was 130,000%. Yeah. In 2019, it was 10,000. Yeah. If you were like having to buy something with the like Venezuelan currency, that uh-huh. we had, you would have to take like a duffel bag full of cash. That's wow. what I heard. People were carrying around sacks of money. Mm-hmm. So when how you see the pictures of the money on the ground, it's just because people don't care. It's yeah, like a it's penny or something. Worthless. And how, how crazy does that look and unsafe when you're carrying around that much money in a sack? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just can't. And um, I can't remember the name of the city, but I was reading how... Um, how bad the violence is there. Like it's one of the most violent places. That's why in the we world. stopped going. Yeah. Uh, my brother and I. I mean, my brother did go back when he was in high school, but because he was born in the US. So if anything mm-hmm. happened, oh, he would cool. have no problem leaving. Yeah. I have not been back since I was maybe like ten. Yeah. Um it's it's the violence is so how much how yeah. much re- how many relatives do you have still there? Um, I've got on my dad's side, zero. Um my dad's actually originally from Colombia. He did move to Venezuela when he was a child. Um, and my grandparents um, built a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad, me, my mom, my, my brother, we moved to the U.S. in 1999. Um, my dad's sister had already moved here with her family. Um, my other uncle moved to Australia a few years ago because they allowed him to you know, get residency and everything. Um, and my other uncle, he moved to Columbia a couple of years ago, back to Columbia with his wife. And my grandparents um, just this winter came here to visit for the holidays and went back to Columbia and have not come back to Venezuela and probably will never be able to go back to their home, all their possessions, everything. Oh my wow. Mm-hmm. Is that because of the um, danger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's that they're, you know, they're all very elderly. My grandmother's mm-hmm. 94. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> we thought she was Congrats. 90 until this year when we found out she was actually 94. Um, <laughs> Girls always be lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, we, you know, it's just, it was, they don't, they can't drive anymore. Yeah. They're alone in this home. If somebody comes in mm-hmm. they're you know, they can't defend themselves. Yeah. Uh, they had a housekeeper that would come in, but even for her to travel there was mm. kind of dangerous. Um, so, I heard it's uh, there's a little bit of uh, drug violence in Colombia too, but it's yeah. nothing near. No, the no. Um, it, it, there, there is um, not in Bogota and the city where they are at. Okay. Um, at least not that I'm aware of. Mm. Um, but it, it is a problem there as well. But in Venezuela, it's just everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Um, because people are desperate. They're so dead. Like sure. you know, they're breaking into homes to steal food. Um, it's not TVs, not TVs. No, they don't, they, they want food. They're trying to survive. So Mm -hmm. while we have, uh, kid, uh, 
kids in their 20s running around stealing Nikes, uh, <laughs> looting in the rise. Yeah. We have people just trying to get food yep. in other places. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it's interesting that you said that your your parents moved from Colombia. Um, you said that right. Uh, my grandparents. Grandparents and my, moved. And my dad and his <clears throat> siblings when he, they, he was a kid. Uh, so... Um, I heard that when oil was really because they used Venezuela used to be the most poor country before the oil reserves Mm -hmm. became a thing. And then they became one of the most wealthiest countries in the world um, per capita. Um, And then I think about approximately like three million Colombians moved there Mm -hmm. to because it was such an exciting opportunity uh, to be a part of such great wealth, such great prospering economies and growth. Um, so I'm wondering if that was prop one of the reasons why, what brought your family. There. I'm not sure exactly as far as that goes. I know it was because my grandfather worked for IBM. Oh wow! And he got a job at IBM in Caracas, mm-hmm. and that's why they moved. Is IBM still in Caracas? I have no idea. <laughs> I just remember not. driving through the. I remember <laughs> we would drive by and they'd be like, "Oh, that's the building where he used to work." And there's a yeah. giant like oh. clock on the building. Do you remember what he did? Cool. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I can ask him, but well, I don't know. <laughs> interesting talking about um, like the oil boom and uh, Colombians moving there. Um, when I, I looked up uh, the um, like ethnicity mm-hmm. in Venezuela, and it's forty four percent European. Yep. Because a so, lot of European yeah. people moved there. So my neighborhood, the neighborhood I grew up in, a lot of Germans, a lot of French. I actually, so when I lived in Venezuela, I went to a French school. It was a school oh. meant for like the children of diplomats. Mm-hmm. But oh. anybody could go to the school. It was a private school because <laughs> a lot of the schools there were. Um, and uh, they taught in like the French kind of like school kind of system and like the techniques of like, you know, uh, but they had a special program for like those kids of like the diplomats or like actual French people. And um, my grandmother was really good friends with the director of the school. So I got to go in. My brother did too. Nice. Um, and so I was in that special program. So I actually like went to school in like French and I spoke French was my second language. What? Yeah. You still speak French? No, I forgot it. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're six and you have nobody yeah. to talk to in the U.S. in French, you forget French. Yes. Um, yeah. So English is actually my third language, but yeah. I don't really Did know Did you just learn anymore. it because you had to for school? Yeah, they taught in French. I used to like come home and like sing little songs in French and do my little computer wow, games in crazy. French. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I guess it was like when you were... Well, no, you would have like known how to speak. I mean, I, yeah, but. I knew Spanish. <laughs> yeah. My brother had a tough time because when he started speaking or when he started going to school in French, he was also really, really young. So he was like still learning Spanish. Mm-hmm. Then he was learning French. Then they moved him to the U.S. So he's got to like learn how to learn how to speak English. Yeah. yeah. So he was he That's had, had a tough time with it. Wait, so you, do you have more than one brother? No, just my brother. Okay, so, but you said he was born in the U.S.? He was. Because your parents visited? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, they were visiting family. I had family here already for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom actually grew up, because of my grandfather's job, she grew up um, moving in between Venezuela, Miami, and New Orleans. Oh, Um, that's cool. mm -hmm. And so we had family here. They were visiting. My brother was born here. Did uh, they purposely birth him here, or did it just happen that way? I think, I don't don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a blessing <laughs> yeah. now, right? Yeah. So is, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you, um, I was, I actually wanted to ask you this, like the first question, but, uh, who's the president of Venezuela? Maduro. And that's who you believe is the president? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's who they think is the president. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who do well, you think is the president? Trump doesn't think that he's the president. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So, uh, what's his name? I cannot, I can never pronounce it. Is yeah, it Juan... Either. Guaido. Guaido. Yeah. Guaido. Yeah. Okay. That's us. Um, so is there like anyone else who thinks they're the president too? Uh, I think there's a few countries that do recognize him okay. as the yeah. president. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. They're mostly conservative countries. It's, you know, whenever, when he came on and, and announced that he was uh, swearing himself in. Oh, because he's jumped in mm, on. Because yeah. he's not socialist. No, or? he's like, he's more right wing. Um, okay. Conservative. Yeah. And um, Maduro was like Chavez's predecessor, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 a whole mess. Yeah. I just say Maduro because like that's who they think is the president, and like he's like the official one. But it's uh, it's a whole thing. Was, was there a election for his second term 
or he just there's been was. there so was many elections. yeah there, but, but there was an election or... there's also been referendums i actually yeah. was able to vote in one of them oh, oh wow um, yeah i had to go uh it was in 2014 no 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 20 2012 um yeah, 2012. They were they, they did a referendum. It was worldwide. Um, he had just had to go to Venezuelan consulate. There's one in mm. New Orleans. Um, so I went with my family, mm. and I got to vote in it. Um, but, you know. So I don't really understand how, um, like, so Maduro is like his government uh-huh. is like he's the president, uh-huh. and then there's like a, another group of politicians and people the opposition who are like also the president and but how does how are they like are they just guarded by guards or like why doesn't maduro just like say you go away (laughs) go to prison you know what i mean because he's i mean he seems like he is that kind of guy right he has imprisoned many opposition leaders yeah who have like gone against him yeah. who have um run against him um he has imprisoned them mm-hmm. or they've had to flee the country i'm not sure of the logistics of how the because, this current opposition is yeah uh, this this kind of is working. like working in the same way that with mm-hmm. chavez right like he did the same thing where he was like no i'm going to be president yeah. uh, and then went to jail and so on it's yeah. it's a mess it's, it's really it's interesting a I... it's, it's just a circle <laughs> I just keep up with how my family is doing mostly because yeah. to get into like what is happening, it changes day by day. It's so convoluted mm-hmm. and it's it's, yeah. it's depressing. It's so sad. It is so sad. It, it's incredibly sad. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw um, like when you say changing day to day, that was one thing that when I was looking at the inflation rates, uh-huh. it would show like each month of the year. And uh, it would be like this month it's a million percent, and then yeah. this month it's a hundred percent. And I was which is like, why people like the U.S. dollar, what? Yeah. and they, yeah. they they'll buy and sell things in U.S. dollar because it's stable. Mm-hmm. And honestly, a lot of it, I, in my opinion, can be blamed on Chavez because it was that was almost the way he conducted business. Is he would say something one day, and then next week he would say the opposite. Or like reminds you of Trump, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of parallels, and I'm I'm gonna get into something that I think can segue this. But the last thing I was gonna say is, um, he he would a lot of businesses just fucking if they weren't going to be nationalized, they were terrified of being nationalized. So instead of companies coming into Venezuela and either giving capital to, to the government for borrowing or investing in businesses there. They just were too terrified to do that because they could. They knew that at any moment, mm-hmm. Chavez could be like, mm-hmm. "Your business is mine now." Yeah, yeah. And same with houses. Yeah, somebody could come into your house, a chavista who like has the support of like the government, could come into your home and say, "This is my house now." Yeah. Oh. So they did in, my uh, grandparents' house is still theirs yeah. for now. World War somebody II. could just walk in and be, "Hey, this is my house." Yeah. Yeah, they did that in the Revolutionary War too. Remember, the red mm-hmm. coats would come in and be like. We're staying here. So yep. We have no what choice. Is it, the third amendment? Yep, the third mm-hmm. amendment. God, it feels good to be an American. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can't do that to us yet. <laughs> so one of so so Miles, you were talking about how it's so confusing about how Maduro is still president. Yes, and this it's other guy who I can't pronounce too. is mm-hmm. like self-acclaimed, self-appointed, mm-hmm. and how does that work? And was there a an election? And to my knowledge, there was an election. The op- opposition won, and they but, didn't recognize the results. But they didn't recognize the results because the because Maduro's party said it was all corrupt, mm-hmm. and the the process of voting was Mail-in illegitimate. Ballots. Illegitimate. Mm-hmm. So yes, what I'm segueing <laughs> into is we are now going into an election, which I am terrified that each party is not going to accept the results because of all the confusion and and sowing of doubt in our election process mm-hmm. over the last course of a couple months, mainly from Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see the same thing being repeated at not in, in a hyperbolic sense, but right. and not at the same scale. But there there is going I'm, I'm terrified of what's going to happen after the election. It, yeah. I think it will have to be just an, an a landslide of a victory of either side for us to actually for for them to 
to accept the, yeah. the results. I, I can see your fear in that. We have a Supreme Court, though. Yeah. So the Supreme Court is like, and yeah, I, I understand. But... <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you're gonna say. Like now, it's like leaning one way. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess it kind of was before, but um, well, now be we only have so. eight justices. So if there's some sort of dispute, they could be in a tie forever. Right. Right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, it can happen, but I think it's probably less likely. Yeah. I mean, that would completely yeah. destroy like our election system if they yeah. just if they. I mean. I don't know. And it, we'll it, see. It's, it's why it's so confusing when I see other Venezuelans supporting Trump mm -hmm. and not seeing... The like, parallels. You, yeah, yeah, you, you parallels. flood a country for certain reasons. Mm -hmm. Things are happening now that are very similar, mm -hmm. but you're supporting this person. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it blows my mind on so many different levels, mm -hmm. and we could have 10 podcasts on, on, on that. Um, and one of the things that I think is also really disturbing, not only that Trump is has said that he is going to, in quote, look at the results at that time, <laughs> you know, it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> but the fact that Russia and China are actively trying to sow doubt in our election process, I don't think they're necessarily trying to get one person or over the other elected, but rather trying to disrupt dis democracy chaos, yeah. yeah and 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 so doubt into our election process um so when the time comes that americans are now totally confused um and fighting each other because they think that it was corrupt it was done maliciously um that's how you bring down a country and i think yeah. the middle <laughs> east is a perfect example of mm -hmm. that like just make one side hate the other and yeah. support them cause chaos yeah exactly and you know a large part of it is due to the fact that um s not social media but these big media outlets are buying into all this and and stoking the fires of hate stoking the fires of because you are labeled this you're a terrible person but if you're labeled this you're not you're an ally and you must conform to our beliefs and do this and do that or else you're an enemy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I have people close to me that, um, I feel like think I'm a terrible person because of the way I believe. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm never really married to my ideas, but, um, I think that whole process is due to the fact that somebody's telling them how they should feel or how they mm -hmm. should think or what they should believe in. Um, and it's, it's really disturbing to me. Yeah. People will just believe uh, like anything uh, because and like I think the uh, the thing about like in, like recently is the mask, ma not the mandates, but just like wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's one of the thing that irks me about like what Trump did about like downplaying the virus. He didn't like his excuse was to to look like our country's strong i'm a strong yeah. leader mm -hmm. we can be confident don't cause panic right mm -hmm. and that totally makes sense mm -hmm. but like you should but he, like he literally just tried to get people not to wear masks and things yeah. like that um and i think that there's a difference between like showing that you're strong and, and influencing people to do the wrong thing um and like people would just follow what he said even though it made no scientific sense mm -hmm. uh the CDC was saying something different at some point and then another and people just believed it. And now it's like, people it's don't a believe hoax. Scientists now. Right. now it's a hoax because just because he made it seem this way, that's yeah. what people believe. It's crazy. I don't understand it. Yeah. I think he's a really old guy <laughs> that, um, is just into himself and wants to win, um, and does it at any cost if it's bullying up your opponent or putting down others. Um, Did you see his, um, not his, but it, she was like the uh, person for uh, Pence's, she was like the top COVID person for like the health related mm -hmm. stuff. Um, it, who is like, she was a lifelong Republican as well. And she was saying that uh, like, please vote for Biden because um, through that whole process, she said that the only thing Trump cared about is how this is going to affect the, his election. Yeah. Like how it's going to look. And I'm he didn't not surprised. have any uh, regard for people's health. 
Um, and, uh, I think it's just crazy that like people are coming out saying that because that's what we've all thought mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so now they're proving it. Yeah. And I, I don't know I, if that is an isolated incident. I think I, 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 I would, I would think or argue that anybody in his position would, would do the same. Um, I mean, that's, that, that is the standard politician, right? I tell you a bunch of good shit. I get elected because you I, you bought into that that stuff, and then I do everything I can to get reelected and, and mm-hmm. keep, stay in office. I mean that's why you have these senators who have been in office for like ever. Um, it, it, it's 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 one it starts as I'm going to work for you, and then it's I'm going to work for myself, mm-hmm. and then it goes back to like I'm going to work for you again. Yeah, of course. It's true, but I think that there's other politicians who can be that way and still do the right thing. A hundred percent. I would love to know some that person and (laughs) let's put that person in charge. I think his campaign would be so much stronger if he had actually handled everything correctly. Right. Because it's like, oh, you did a great job. Good for you. He could have done a better job. Yeah. 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 But uh, I think he probably just owes a lot of people Mm -hmm. favors. Uh, and tries to keep those connections. And so in doing that, it's probably hard for him to do yeah. a good job, yeah. like do the right thing or do whatever when he owes people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something interesting that happens when you get into office and you say you're going to do all these great things and then then you realize it's just a big game and yeah. you can't really get shit done without signing executive orders. <laughs> I'm sure he knew it was a game to begin with. Though. Yeah, and he's fairly good at playing it yeah um i mean he, he played all you people <laughs> yeah <laughs> no offense to people who voted for him i don't um i respect your decision to vote for him um and i think that's one of the great things about america is that you are allowed to have a um difference of opinion of others and you can't be in prison for having those um those beliefs you know he did technically build some of the border wall (laughs) so to the people who supported that it is a good thing for them one thing one thing people like to talk about is how great trump's economy was and one of the things i yeah was (laughs) um one of the things i saw was the growth percentage um under obama versus mm-hmm. um trump and i think it was 2.3 percent growth in 2012 or 13 under the obama administration 2019's percentage growth was 2.4 percent so yeah mar it is a little bit better but it's marginally better mm-hmm. it's it's not like his economy is it, it the point I'm trying to make is presidents inherit economies. Yeah, it's not like he took us from the bottom yeah. and brought us up all exactly. the way to right. the top. But what also what also pisses me off um, is that uh, when the economy is doing bad, you spend a lot of money, so you have a you have a high deficit, like right now mm-hmm. um, with with COVID. We have a really extremely high, I think the highest it's ever been, yeah. deficit because of all the stimulus that that they did. Um, because you have to try to like get people money in people's hands, blah, 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 mm-hmm. like that whole thing. Right. Um, and so in, so he was elected in 2016. So in 20, in 2016, the government deficit was, sorry, give me a second here. <laughs> yes. The government deficit was, uh, $580 billion. In 2017, it was 660 billion. 2018, 779 billion. 2019, 984 billion. 2020, uh, 3.7 trillion. Um, <laughs> uh, estimated, Great. I think. Um, Damn. So this is fine. <laughs> it boggles my mind how he's like made the economy really well, and um, the people who support him, which. I, I also believe this. We should reduce our spending mm-hmm. to have no deficit um, unless we absolutely need to uh, are saying that he's doing a good job because he's spending so much money or his administration spending so much money. Mm-hmm. It's going to be better if you if you spend more money. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, <laughs> and who has to pay for all that? Back? Exactly. Uh, yes. Well, I, our, children, thing is, our children, our children, Trump supporters children. love to bring up the fact that he donates his presidential paycheck. 
which is four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yet he has spent over, I, th- I think, it's like two hundred and seventy something times that amount yeah. in just golf trips alone. Yeah. yeah, you know it's also funny when he talks about how like when my when my campaign runs out of money, I'm gonna be the one who's like spending my money for it. <laughs> like he hasn't spent a fucking dime. Yeah. And and never will on his campaign. He he tweeted it's out hilarious. Once, he tweeted out once. Um, how lucky are you to have to have me as president? Really? Which I thought about that, and I was like, that's crazy for somebody that work is supposed to be working for me. Like you work for me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you should be thanking me or whoever voted for you. I didn't vote for him, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, you should be thanking your supporters. Um not the other way around. Like we don't owe you a fucking thing. He's a public servant. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't think that way. Though. <laughs> He's a public <laughs> God. <laughs> I was thinking like, um, if he doesn't get, uh, reelected or if he does get reelected and then, uh, the term runs out, whatever. Um, and he tries if to he, run for uh, a third term. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he talks to the yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, his his legacy is, is fucked um let's let's be quite yeah. honest um and people will be talking for the rest of time of how um terrible of a president he was in my opinion mm-hmm. not, he not, not the rest a of terrible his life president but a, a terrible person um and then i could think i was like that must suck to have people talking about you like that for the rest of until you die and then i was like you know what he would actually fucking love that he would love it and <laughs> you know what else people talks about you him. know what else that is fake news people <laughs> saying bad things about him is fake news, fake yeah, news. and he will never believe it this whole podcast is fake never by the believe way it. There's, oh, yeah. We don't exist yeah. this this is all it's just a sham he, these <laughs> these mics aren't actually recording anything <laughs> he 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 i think he, honestly think that he wakes up every day and is like i am doing such a good job and fox loves me america is great again Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know you know it's you said earlier today that america is in its best state it's ever been right yeah i did say that because of trump yeah Yeah. it's mostly (laughs) america great again (laughs) i just think uh despite even covid um happening and I was freaking out. I thought it was like um, headed down the worst part of history that humans have ever um, endured. Um, but obviously we all need to be reminded of the horrors of the past world wars, um, including myself. But um, today is still the best day that America has had, in my opinion. Maybe like pre, pre-COVID was pretty great. <laughs> But violence is down, um, you know, all that, all the good shit that um, us as a society has improved upon. I think a lot of people still have a lot of criticism for certain things. I, I still think it's the best time to be alive in all of history. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, we have our problems, but we're definitely, th- th- there's worse places. There are worse places. Yeah. and. Um, if you haven't tell if you if you haven't uh, figured it out, where we've been drinking, um, and <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. to I have to say uh, since we do it every podcast of what we're drinking. True, Miles and I are drinking some Saint Archer Golds, um, light beer, <laughs> um, and then Paula is drink. What are you what are you drinking, Paula? Was it av- aviation? Oh uh, yes, yeah, aviation gin, aviation gin and tonic. Yes, mm-hmm. here. A- with a lime. Yes. Served at the Lucky Duck. There we go. Made yeah. by Chase, the famous bartender. No, not even not even close. That's <laughs> how um, you make it. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that uh, you want to say to the people of the world before we wrap this thing up? Um, no. 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 Listen to Taylor Swift's new album. Vocal oh yeah, I was gonna. We'll have to have you on again to talk about. I wanted to talk about uh, Taylor Swift. I think it would be interesting, but I also wanted to talk about. I don't know if you know a lot about this, but I think it's like so fascinating. The Britney Spears conspiracies. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> I also think it's a really interesting discussion on disability and people with disabilities yes. and their rights. Yep. 
some of her yeah. some of the content she's put out and the people like tying that into the conspiracies is really fascinating like on a yeah. on a not an unreasonable, but yeah. in a, such an unusual, I guess, way. Because it's like Britney Spears. But so, okay, we'll get into it a little bit <laughs> before we cut this off because we're still good. We're still good on time. <laughs> so Britney Spears has had, um, um, I guess it's her dad, right? Has yes. legal guardianship over her. Mm-hmm. So she he can have like um, make a lot of big decisions He's, for her. He, I forget the title, but it's a conservatorship. Yes. Yes. So basically he has control over, not right now, um, because he had to step away for supposedly medical reasons. And I think somebody else is the conservator right now. Mm. Um, but basically he controls her finances. Um, when she can work, when she can leave her house. All of it. Yeah. And this has been since like one of her first mm-hmm. mental breakdowns. Yeah, right? I think like 2007 was when she had a breakdown. I mm. don't know when the conservatorship was put into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so a lot of people are saying that she is like asking for help mm-hmm. discreetly because mm-hmm. she can't like she's afraid that her dad right. is going to say you're fucking crazy because she can't post anything on social media without permission from her conservators. Yes, yeah. right. So right now. Maybe not right now, but currently she's trying to win back or yeah. argue back her own rights mm-hmm. and, and to nullify the mm-hmm. the legal guardianship from her dad. I'm, I'm curious. I don't know how far into that she is, but um, I know they had some sort of um, they had a court date yeah. a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know the outcomes or if there's mm-hmm. a follow up. Recent one. news. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. uh as far as her asking for help discreetly through Instagram, through cryptic posts, I don't know about that. Yeah. I think she has maybe posted things in the past that alluded to her struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is asking for her father to be removed as a conservator. I think she wants to have her manager be conservator and her sister be in charge of the finances um, as far as a trust um, that was set up for her children. Um, because right now her father has control of everything. But her ex-husband has a restraining order against her father where he cannot have contact with her children. So the fact that he cannot, the court saw it okay to put in a restraining order protecting her children from her father. Yet she has control over her. That's troubling. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. crazy. That's so intertwined. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you're going to need a legal team to battle that out for sure. Is he a bad guy? I mean, what's the restraining order there for? Um, I think assault. Mm. I think uh, I think it was mm. like assault on one of the ch- children. Interesting. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Her sons. Wow. So it's 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 troubling, and it's uh, from from what I've heard is she does want the conservat the conservatorship in place because she feels it protects her from um, people trying to take advantage. Yeah. So that's good. She's just like I don't want my father involved. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. She needs uh, somebody who she can trust, and yeah. she no longer feels like she can trust mm-hmm. her father. But it's hard because when you're under a conservatorship, as like the person who's yeah. being guarded, uh, you can't even hire your own lawyer without permission. Oh. So t- for her to fight, that sounds like a really bad thing. Mm-hmm. So for her to yeah. fight, you know, her mm-hmm. father on this in court is really, really difficult because. How is she supposed to do that without a lawyer? Yeah. She can't do yeah. anything. She can't spend a dime without his permission. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, supposedly it's like you can, you know, how somebody's going to track every single dime you spend. But legally, if she yeah. did, she could be put into a mental institution against her will right. for doing something like hiring a lawyer. I remember mm-hmm. uh, I read, I think it was like last year or the year before her residency in Vegas, mm-hmm. she, uh, she, stopped or canceled or whatever yeah, yeah. she ended it early i think she was supposed to add she another keep, leg of shit yeah right? yeah she was gonna add another leg and it got canceled and she went into some sort of treatment okay. facility um but then uh, it was it was weird it was apparently her dad had medical yeah had a medical crisis or something and then that's what i read yeah she said like, we just need time hmm. um so it's it's and because it's all like protected yeah. this legal Stuff. It's very it's really similar. Hard to know what's going on? But she's been working since then, and it's like, how how are you going to say that she, you know, she needs all of these protections yeah. if she? But you're still going to make her work. 
Yeah. It's it's kind of similar um, to a situation where you get put in mental or you check yourself mm-hmm. into a mental institution and then they won't let you leave because mm-hmm. uh, you trying to convince them that you're not crazy is hard when they think you're crazy, mm-hmm. right? Um, so Brittany is kind of like, it's one of the things I saw like a video on TikTok. It was like her is like, hey guys, I'm just working out. I uh, can't work out in my gym because I burned it down. Yeah. And it was like. Her gym caught on fire. <laughs> so like, normal to her. Uh, what? <laughs> like, why, yeah. Why did your gym burn down? Like, that's not a normal, like your kitchen's supposed to burn down because there's a stove there. But how is your gym, like did your Peloton bike like burn down? I was, like, I, I'm thinking it's probably something electrical. <laughs> And then she broke her foot a week later dancing in her living room. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I feel bad for her. Yeah, I, so yeah, no, I think for a lot sure. of people were like really mean. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like she said a lot of mean things about and her. And she went through something so personal in such a public way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that definitely did not help. Um, and she also got super hyper famous at like 18. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that so she, I, I think she's definitely been taken advantage of for a real, like from a young mm-hmm. age. So that's probably why she wants that in place. Um, but from what it sounds like, her dad should not be involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I have seen some disabled people talk about this and it's like, you know, conservatorship can be a really helpful thing because if you have memory problems, um, either due to your, uh, medical conditions or medications or whatever it is, right. you might accidentally like spend money that you meant to not spend because you forgot. Yeah, like, oh, I forgot. Oh, I already I, bought a Lambo. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be a, it can be a really good thing when it's in place with somebody who you trust. Yeah, who has your best interest in. It's also hard to speculate because like when when that first went down then she like Mm -hmm. came out with some albums right after Mm -hmm. and it was like why is she working and it's Mm -hmm. i mean maybe it's better that she's working Mm -hmm. because it's better for her like to not keep distracted maybe it's not and they're just using her i don't know yeah it's it's really hard and it's seems she wants to keep it private as well um so it's it's tough and sorry you can't be Britney Spears and have I your know. life be private. <laughs> that shot out the window when you wrote "Baby Hit Me One More Time." Like, yeah, what yeah. is she thinking? Yeah, I don't know. Crazy, but we'll have to check back in with Britney and also get Ugh. the scoop on T Swift on the next episode when we have you back. Maybe on. get into Kanye a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on that, especially with what what's going on right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to hash it out next time. <laughs> but thank you so much for being Thanks on. For yeah, thank me. This was great. We'll have to do it again, like I said. And thank you for all our listeners, every single one of you, the two people that listen to this. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll be back on soon with the next guest. Until then, stay sweet. Stay sweet.